Today, we're getting, uh, beginning a brand new series, brand new series of messages. It's all about living in the goodness of God, in the goodness of God. It's all about living, I like to say it this way, in the splash zone <laughs> of the goodness of God. I mean, wouldn't you like to just have God's goodness come down on you like a splash zone? Amen? Nobody wants that? Okay. Oh, Yeah. Living right in the center of some splash zone where the goodness of God just kind of keeps raining down on you. Where the splashing of God's goodness just keeps drenching you, covering you. Anybody here want that this morning? (laughs) Yeah. We all want God's goodness to just cover us and rain down on us. Now, maybe when you were growing up, you were like me. Maybe you learned a prayer like this. God is great. God is good. Thank you for the food. Anybody learn that prayer growing up? All right. And when we wanted to have some fun, it was, God is great. God is good. Thank you for the food. Ooh. That's how we prayed it at our house. Lots of fun. And if you've been in church most of your life, maybe you've heard a worship leader say at some time, God is good. And then the whole church says, back all the time. Yeah, you, you've heard that. My question as we begin this morning, though, is this. Is that really true? Is God good all the time? Is he? I mean, what about the times when he allows you to experience something painful? What about the times when he allows you to lose something precious? What about those times when he allows you to live with something life-threatening? Is God really good all the time? Well, in this series, we want to just nail down a resounding yes. Absolutely. God is good all the time. Would you read this scripture out loud with me as we begin? Psalm 100, verse 5. Big voices. Are you you ready? Here we go. The Lord is always good. He is always loving and kind. And his faithfulness goes on and on to each succeeding generation. But what happens when you forget that God is good all the time? What happens when you forget to not worship and praise God for his goodness? Four negative things happen that we're going to look at this morning. Write this down. When we forget the goodness of God, we start taking credit for the good things that happen in our lives. We start taking the credit for all of the good things that come into our lives. We did it. We made this happen. And we never stop to consider that our good God has been working behind the scenes and setting us up for all of those good things. We forget that our good God has been opening doors for us. And we just walk through them and think, we did that. We forget that our good God has been closing doors to protect us. We forget that our good God has been guiding us into the right places and to the right people to bless us. We often forget that our good God has been giving us wisdom beyond our own. That our good God has been giving strength beyond our own to us. That our good God has been sending people to cheer us on and to support us. And when we forget that, we start taking credit for the good things that he's been doing in us and through us and for us. But listen really close now. 
When we start taking all the credit and praising ourselves for all the good things in our lives, and we instead stop praising God for all the good things in our lives, we may experience judgment from God. When you start pounding your chest, saying, wow, look what I've done. Look at my business. Look at the house we have. Look, look at all the, the funds that are rolling in. We need to be careful. We need to look out. Jesus told a story about a guy in the Bible who had a, an extremely successful business. A guy who'd made lots and lots of money. And one day when this guy was surveying the business he built, man, he just swelled up with pride. And in fact, he was so successful, he didn't have enough storage for all of his crops, enough storage for all the stuff he had achieved and and gotten uh, into his life. And so he said, well, I'm just going to build bigger barns so that I can store all my crops and all my stuff. And then when I can store it all, I'm going to sit back I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, I'm just going to be merry. This guy thought that he built his business and achieved all of his wealth completely by himself. This guy took all the credit and never thanked God for blessing him. And so God said to this guy, look at this, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God, rich with thankfulness, rich with finances, rich with service towards God. Everybody say wow with me. Wow. This is how it will be, says God. Folks, that's, that's a warning to not take lightly. Now, if I were to ask you, what's the worst sin that you would ever commit? You might say, well, it's got to be murder or it's got to be some sexual sin. But no, the worst sin you can commit ever is in gratitude to your good God who keeps flowing blessings into your life. Not being grateful for his goodness. In fact, ingratitude is the sin that got Satan kicked out of heaven. Ingratitude is serious in the mind of God. When you stop being grateful to God for all of the good in your life, that's when you start getting in trouble. One day, King Herod put on his royal robe, sat on his big old throne, and gave an amazing speech to his people, the people of that day. And in fact, his speech must have been something incredible because when he was done, the people turned to each other and said, He has the voice of a God. It must have been an incredible speech. Well, you see, Herod had gained power. He had gained wealth and position. And now people were worshiping him. But Herod never gave an ounce of credit to God for his position or all that he had gained. And the Bible says this about King Herod. Right after the speech, look at this. It says, immediately... Because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. Boom! Down! Worm food! Dead! Man, if the worms were eating on me, I'd want to be dead in a hurry, amen? (laughs) He was worm food. Man, God just took him out. Now, God didn't take his life because he was immoral or greedy. 
both of which he was, but because he was ungrateful for all that God had given him. Whenever you take credit and you're ungrateful to God, you're setting yourself up for a fall. When you say, look what I did all by myself, you're skating on thin ice. When you say, I built this business with my bare hands, who was it that even gave you these hands? When you say, I thought up this business plan all by myself, who was it that gave you your brain so you could think? When you say, I became successful by the sweat of my brow, who was it that gave you a brow that could even sweat? The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, and look at this, and ungrateful. If it wasn't for the goodness of God, we wouldn't be breathing, let alone being able to build something. And right here in this scripture is this word ungrateful. It's in this long list of sins. Did you know that ungratefulness is a sin? as well as others, and this scripture goes on. And do those sins, as you think about them, sound and look kind of familiar in our culture today? Lovers of money, lovers of themselves, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful. And yet the Bible says, what do you have that God hasn't given you? And if all you have is from God, why act as though you are so great and as though you accomplished it all on your own? You see, every blessing and every good gift is from God. In fact, the Bible goes on and says this. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. But why in the world does God the Father bless us? We're his imperfect kids, <laughs> We're imperfect followers. Why does he bless us with so many good things? It's because he is a good God, and he is good all the time. Amen? That's who our Father is. When we forget the goodness of God, the first negative thing that we start doing is we start taking all the credit ourselves. Second thing, write this down. And then we stop asking God for help with all of the bad things. Now, our good God is eager to help you when bad comes into your life. And yet, when you forget how good God is, you start just depending on yourself to make all good things happen. You stop asking God for help when bad things happen. But God wants to help you. He's good all the time. And in fact, the Bible says this. Look at this. You know this verse by heart, probably. Ask. And I'm going to stop there on that word because... We just run by that one real quick. But God says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. God is a good father. He wants to meet the needs of his kids. I mean, when, when you have a baby, and when your baby has a need, do you walk away from your baby? Do you ignore your baby? Or do you go to your baby and pick up the baby out of the crib, Hold it, caress it, try to calm it, try to find out what it needs and meets it, meet, meet its needs. Yes, you, you care for your baby. You help your baby. The Bible says this, if you as imperfect parents know how to give good gifts to your own children, 
How much more will your heavenly Father give, give good gifts to those who ask him? So folks, ask God for what you need. He will provide what you need. Maybe not everything you want, but he'll provide what you need. The Bible goes on and says, Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of our good and gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find his grace to help us when we need it. When we forget the goodness of God, we start taking credit for all the good things. Then we stop asking God for help with all the bad things. And then third, write this down. And then we stop trusting God for help with all the bad things. Now, we may get so far that we may ask for his help, but we also need to trust that he will help. We need to really believe and place our trust on him as our good, helping God. We need to pray this prayer like David. David prayed this, protect me, God, because I trust in you. And you gotta understand, when David wrote this, he's got huge armies, amen? And he's saying, God, I got all these armies and stuff, but God... You're the guy that I want to protect me. God, I trust, not in my armies, God, I trust in you. You are my Lord. And every good thing I have comes from you. Paul says, we can have joy even in our troubles, even in our bad times, because we know that these troubles are good for us, producing patience and character and hope. Now, God never, ever promised that you'd have no bad times. Invite Jesus into your life and everything's rosy. He never promised that. But he has promised to be with you and to help you with your bad times, help you through your bad times, bring good to you even in the midst of your bad times and to use those bad times to even make you better. We need to trust him and trust his promises. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. The Bible goes on and says, and we know that in everything, God works for the good of those who love him. Folks, not everything that happens in your life is good. We know that. Jesus said, in this world, you will have many troubles. But God can take even the bad and bring something good out of it. And so ask him for what you need and trust him to meet your need. When we forget the goodness of God, we start taking credit We stop asking God to help us. We stop trusting God to really help us. And then last, write this down. And then we start being pessimistic about future good things. When you forget how good God is, you begin to become pessimistic. Oh, man, God will never, ever, ever do anything good in my life again. I just don't believe any good will ever happen again. You lose hope. You begin to believe that there'll be no good things ever. But if you believe, like David did, in the absolute goodness of God, you just keep on trusting and waiting for God to come through for you. King David said this, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So instead, I thought, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So David is is saying, man, there'd be no hope if God is not a good God. He's saying, man, we'd be up a creek without a paddle if God is not a good God. 
He's saying, man, I'd be in complete despair going through what I'm going through, but I know that God is a good God. So I'm just going to stay strong. I'm going to wait on the Lord to answer my prayer. I'm going to wait on him to help me. And you can do that too because God says this to you. God says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Folks, God is good. And he only has good plans for your life. He does not have one bad plan for your life. But here's the truth. You can miss his good plans. And people miss God's plans when they start to make up and follow their own plans. And we're all guilty of this. We pull out the calendar and we say, what are we going to do this month? What are we going to do next month? What are we going to do for vacation? And we start typing and our calendar fills up and we make our own plans and we start following our plans and we never ever stop and say, God, what's your plan? What would you like me to do? What's your plan for my summer? God, tell us, lead us, guide us. And we start to follow our own plans. And sometimes by doing that, we miss God's plan. You can become pessimistic about God's blessing you with good in the future. Or instead, you can go to him, listen to him, place your trust in him that he is a good father. And you can live in the splash zone of his goodness. Now, the 23rd Psalm, many of you have read that many, many times tells us of the good things that God wants to do for you and will do for you. And in this series that we're beginning, we're going to look at these things in depth. But this morning, I just want to give you a preview of some of the things we're going to look at. First of all, because God is good, he will provide for you. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. Because God is good, he will provide what you need. You will not lack. Second, because God is good, he will relax you. Anybody would need some relaxation? <laughs> some lack of stress this morning? He will relax you. The Bible says he makes you lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Because God is good, he will at times make you lay down. At times he will make you take a break. Ever, God had, ever had God make you slow down or stop because you weren't smart enough to do it on your own? <laughs> All right. He put you down. So that you could get a rest. He will help you learn how to lay down and rest and relax. Next, because God is good, he will strengthen you. The Bible says he refreshes my soul. Because God is good, he will refresh you and restore you and give new strength to you when you've run out of your own. Next, because God is good, he will guide you, he says. The Bible says he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Because God is good, he will never, ever play games with you. He will never send you down the wrong path and go, whoops, or I was just teasing. He will never play games with you. He will always guide you down the right path. Next, because God is good, he will walk with you. Because he's good, he will walk through every part of life with you. He never will leave you. Whether it's a good time or a bad time, he's always with you in the darkest times, the hardest times. Scripture says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. If God is with you, folks, it doesn't matter what evil, dark thing comes against you. Amen? 
When God is with you, it doesn't matter what comes against you. Next, because God is good, he will protect you. The Bible says your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Because God is good, he will use the tools in his hand like a shepherd uses the rod and the staff to to protect his sheep from all things that come to harm them. And knowing that God has all the tools needed and all the power necessary to protect you, you can walk through this life in peace and comfort because God is with you. Because God is good, he'll show favor to you. The Bible says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Because God is so good, he will show favor to you. He will bless you. He will prosper you. And your enemies will be looking on at you and saying, I don't get it. They're not that big of a deal. And yet God is blessing them. Look at who I am, but yet God is blessing them. He'll set a table for you even in the presence of your enemies. He will show favor to you. Because God is good, he will always be good to you. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Because he's good, he'll continue to cover you with goodness even in the midst of your bad times. Because he's good, he'll prepare a place in heaven for you. The Bible says this, I will dwell where? In the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. Because God is good, he'll prepare a place that's custom made for you in heaven. No more track homes, amen? Amen. You're gonna have a custom made home for you in heaven with God and Jesus forever and all of us in this church family. He's gonna let you live there forever. That's the goodness of God your Father. Now who doesn't want all of those things from our good God? Who doesn't need all of those things from our good God? We all want them, we all need them, but how do you get them? How do you get those things? Well, you get them from the good shepherd, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus says this, my purpose is to give life in all of its fullness. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So here's Jesus, the good shepherd, who wants to give you all of those good things, not because you are so good, but because he is good all the time, amen? And he wants to give you one of his sheep, one of his children, all of those good things. The Bible says this, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Well, though even she may forget, God says, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Now think about this. Isaiah wrote that under the inspiration of God the Father hundreds of years before Jesus had the nails pierce his hands. And did you know that the only scars of the cross that remain on the glorified body of Jesus Christ are the nail scars in his hands? And why is that? Because he wants you to know that he, your good God, will never, ever, 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 ever forget you. I will remember every one of you that I went to the cross for. He says, see, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Say amen. Amen. He's never going to forget you. Now, most of you know that this is my grandson, Bruce. You know, I've always heard that when you get to be a grandpa or grandma, All you want to do is show pictures of your grandkids. That's true. 
and God has given me a platform to do that. <laughs> this is my grandson, Bruce. And in this picture, you can see he's just outside the splash zone of this fountain. But believe me, he was doing everything in his power to get into the splash zone. <laughs> All I could do to keep him out of the splash zone. The truth is this. Lots of people live just outside the splash zone of the goodness of God. So the question I want to leave you with is this. Are you living inside or just outside the splash zone of the goodness of God? Are you living kind of close to God, but never really jumping in to the splash zone, into all things of the Lord, giving your full heart, your full mind, your whole being to Him? You see, He wants you to jump into the splash zone because He wants to cover you with His goodness. Amen? He wants to cover you, drench you in His goodness. So come back here next week as we dive in deeper and learn how to better live in the splash zone of the goodness of God. Let's let God just cover us. Amen? Amen. Let's learn how to let him do that. Would you pray with me? Father God, you are good. You are good all the time. Help us learn how to live so that we can experience all the good things that you want to shower upon us in our daily lives. Lord, as we get ready to leave this place, help us to commit once again, fresh and new, to surrender our whole being to you so that you can just drench us with your goodness. You are a good, good Father. We pray these things in your name. Amen.